Welcome to the Who's on the Move SC podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. In this podcast, we highlight nonprofits, entrepreneurs, and artists making an impact in our communities. Today, we are going to be speaking with Dr. Bill Sasser with the nonprofit North Charleston Dental Outreach. North Charleston Dental Outreach has operated for over 20 years, seeing hundreds of patients and rendering over $400,000 a year of free dental services to the community. In December 2021, they broke ground on a new location in North Charleston with a goal of tripling the number of patients and expanding services. This podcast on nonprofits is sponsored by the Sisters of Charity Foundation of South Carolina and NP Strategy. Bill, what is the mission of North Charleston Dental Outreach? Uh, the mission of North, North Charleston Dental Outreach has always been to uh, to basically address the emergency dental needs of people in in our community, uh, particularly those that don't have the resources to afford care in a private dental office. Bill, tell us about your background and journey to the organization. I've been in, uh, in dental practice in the Charleston area for uh, over 40 years. Uh, for the first half of my dental practice, I really focused pr- predominantly on, on private practice and that sort of thing. Uh, one of the benchmarks in, in, uh, in the Charleston community was when Hur- Hurricane Hugo came in 1989. And it was a couple of years after that that an organization in the Mount Pleasant area uh, began a community outreach that actually included a, uh, a dental clinic. Uh, Lisa uh, was, a, was on the ground floor of that and I was one of the early volunteers. So it was about 30 years ago when I began to, to do some degree of dental volunteerism locally. And then about 25 years ago, I went on my first international mission trip. Uh, it was a combination of those two things, a desire to both serve locally and internationally and really to give back um, that really got me involved in, in the degree of volunteerism, which, uh, which I've done up to this particular point. Uh, the Charleston area has several charity dental clinics and I volunteered at all of them at one time or another. And my passion really is to take dental students and expose them both to the needs of the poor locally as well as overseas. And so I've been privileged to uh, to travel to 35 different countries so far on many, many mission trips and in addition to the local volunteerism. North Charleston Dental Outreach was uh, was started uh, by the Charleston Baptist Association in the late 90s in response to need in the community where the Charleston Navy, Navy base had operated for many, many years. The base was actually the largest employer in the community and when that base was closed, uh, it significantly affected the neighborhood that surrounds the, uh, the base, which is where uh, the clinic that we currently operate is uh, is located. We've actually been operating that clinic on a limited basis for over 20 years now. But it was a number of years ago when I felt like that God was gave me a vision for an expanded outreach to this particular community. The current facility that we have is 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 old and outdated. It's very small, and so what our desire has been, uh, with a, we started planning many years ago that, uh, that led to, to, uh, to a business plan, led to, to uh, some physical design of a, of a facility. One, we had to locate the facility, but anyway, we, we found that. Uh, 
uh, in partnership, actually interestingly with, with back with the Baptist Association, which owns a building that they weren't fully utilizing. Uh, it's taken a long, long time and it's given me a lot more appreciation for people in the development business because there have been lots of hurdles to overcome and yet uh, we finally have been able to, uh, to, to overcome them. Uh, it was also very difficult to start a fundraising project in the middle of, of a pandemic, but uh, God has been faithful to us and we raised the money and so we started back in December to, uh, to build a new facility with a vision of operating more hours during the week and offering more service to, uh, to the people that, uh, that we treat. Talk to us about the new location. The location is actually pretty central to, uh, to the whole Tri-County area because we're, we're uh, off of, you know, really just a couple of blocks off of I-26 in North Charleston. What our hope is is that we're going to, uh, going to be able to offer preventive and restorative care in addition to just toothaches. I'm actually talking to somebody later today about the possibility of even doing dentures. So uh, we hope to be a lot more comprehensive in, uh, in addressing the dental needs. One of the things that's actually happened the last few years has been that the technology in dentistry has continued to improve lots of things that we can do today that we couldn't do years ago. And yet the bad part about that is that so has the cost of rendering those services. And so there's still a lot of people in society that really can't even afford the, the basics. Uh, education is still a need. A lot of people sort of put off dental care until they got a toothache. Fortunately, we can help them with that, but most of the time that means taking teeth out rather than fixing them. What we'd like to do is to be able to, to get an earlier start on those types of things, particularly with kids in terms of education and, and that sort of thing, and, and, and try to be more of a tooth saver than a tooth puller as we go, go forward. Bill, can you share some metrics that speak to the need for these services in the community? The, uh, the, the neighborhood where the, where the clinic is, is located is actually uh, uh, a pretty low-income neighborhood in terms of, of we estimate that, uh, that the average household income in that particular area is only about $25,000 a year. Very high percentage of the households are, are women, single head of household. Um, the clinic has operated really on a limited basis with, with mostly volunteers for, for most of its 20 years. Uh, right now all we do is operate on one day a week and yet that still allows us to, uh, to serve several hundred patients every year. Last year, for example, we, uh, we rendered about $400,000 of, of charity dental care, uh, at least value of services. We ask patients if they're in a position to give us a donation, but quite frankly, we don't get much donated. Last year, we got about 1% of our budget uh, donated by patients. Every little bit helps, but that's not, not sustainable. One of the things that, that sort of led to this whole idea of, uh, of expansion, and I don't really mean to be cynical about it, but sometimes I think we do just enough charity to feel pretty good about ourselves when in fact the need is much greater than that. And so it's at a, at a point in my life where I, I can devote a lot more time to it because I'm sort of partially retired. Actually, I called it rewired instead of retired. But, uh, but it's something that, that I feel like that, uh, that God's sort of laid on my heart to do. And, 
And what we hope to accomplish, quite frankly, is in the first year or two, to at least triple the, uh, the amount of services that we'd be given to the community. A lot of it's going to depend, again, upon our volunteer recruitment and whether we actually have the funding to, uh, to hire some people on a, on a salaried basis to, uh, to help supplement with volunteers. But uh, as a matter of fact, just, uh, just this past uh, week, we had a consultant that met with us and we, we talked about sort of where we are and where we'd like to be and all the various steps that we have to get through that particular process. And it was kind of nice to map that out. And it's nice to envision what we'd like to see happen. Uh, all the other charity facilities in our particular area uh, operate on a less than full-time basis and, and offer more basic sort of services. So our objective, quite frankly, is to at least get up on par with them and then hopefully move beyond that. The other aspect, there are two other aspects to what we do that I think are really important. One is, is that we want to try to incorporate mentoring of dental students in the process as much as we can because quite frankly one of the things that I hope to be able to expose them to is the needs of individuals that right in their community that they might overlook because they're not able to afford regular care. Uh, the other is to partner with a church in a community uh, that knows the community better than we do. In other words, one of the things that I find, particularly when we go overseas, is there's a real gap between my worldview and the worldview of somebody that lives in South America or Africa. And, and it's important for us to have a bridge person that goes between us and the community. And we feel like that we have a much stronger connection uh, with the new location than we've had with the, uh, with the older location. One of the issues, of course, has been that, that the pandemic has prevented us from uh, a lot of churches from, from operating as completely as they have in the past. But, uh, but, uh, but we're sort of excited about the, uh, about the relationship that we have been developing with the, uh, with the local church that, uh, that's gonna be, that we're going to be in partnership with. The new facility actually is built as a wing uh, on that uh, on this existing church that operates in the neighborhood where uh, where we're going to be. The other thing that we're finding now actually is because of of having an up-to-date website, we actually are seeing individuals that are coming not only from the neighborhood but coming actually from pretty far distances. Uh, there are lots of folks in this world that uh, that just have dental needs that they just can't afford to uh, to address. It's one of the things that comes sort of at the down on the list. In fact, as far as that's concerned, how can we help as businesses and individuals? For uh, for many years, the the existing clinic was 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 probably a fairly well kept secret. That most of our patients actually came from right in the neighborhood itself. It's always interesting to ask people you know, how they heard about us. And many of them have either been served in the past or knew somebody that recommended us. Um, of course, nowadays uh, with the internet and other things, lots of people can kind of find out about you and that's where we field quite a few calls every week from individuals that have questions about uh, the possibility of seeking care with us. A lot of times it's for needs that we're not able to, to currently address and yet uh, we can at least offer advice. 
one of the things that we try to do is, is if we can't help somebody, we at least try to direct them to, uh, to either the dental college down at the medical university or, or to one of the other facilities that might be able to, to, uh, to offer care. Of course, one of the big issues these days with any type of nonprofit is is we need we need as, as strong a fan, uh, found funding base as uh, as we can have. Up to now, for example, our appeal has been both to the business community, to people that we know, to the dental community, as well as to uh, organizations that uh, that fund through through grant writing and things like that. We actually were fortunate to uh, to have a uh, Probably the, what got us started was, uh, was a significant grant that we got from one of the dental insurance companies years ago, and yet, quite frankly, one of the things that we've really got to work on now is, 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 is donor development and being able to maintain a consistent funding stream to allow us to, to, to not only expand, but to sustain what we've, what we've expanded. So uh, that's where the more people that know about us, uh, the more people we can serve, but hopefully the more people that we can, can, you know, encourage to support what we're trying to do. And finally, Bill, tell us why this project is important to you personally. There are a number of reasons why, why I'm, I'm involved in this particular project. One is that when I moved to, uh, to the Charleston area many, many years ago, I actually was was uh, had just gotten out of the Navy myself, so I was curious about what was going on because there was a really na large Navy presence in the neighborhood where the clinic currently operates, and for some reason it's always kind of been on my heart. Um, the other thing is that although I volunteered at some of the other charity dental clinics in the community. The, the two best clinics actually are in communities where the demographics of those communities have significantly improved uh, over the last 20 years or so. One of them, the one that I referred to where Lisa and I first got our start is in Mount Pleasant. And Mount Pleasant's one of the most affluent communities in the whole state these days. Uh, there's still still need there, don't get me wrong, but, but uh, but it's not as, as significant as it was when it first uh, first began. The other one is actually on Johns Island, and again, the demographics of that community have changed considerably. But there were a couple of things that in my personal life that as I began to look at, at what, uh, what my life was going to represent, and that was reading a book uh, a number of years ago that talked about, about the, uh, the difference between success and significance. Success is one of those types of things that uh, that often is measured in terms of of title or prestige or money, whereas significance is something that's really a more an intangible thing. There's a quote that I like that's that's attributed to Winston Churchill that you make a living by what you what you what you do as work, but you make a living by what you give back, and I think that's really sort of what uh, what a lot of this is about. The other is that my faith is a strong aspect of what I do, and I feel like that that uh, both in the be being obedient to the uh, the multiple blessings that God's bestowed on my life, uh, acknowledging that, and and in response to that, being willing to share with others the things both that I've learned and that I've earned, 
is a significant part of what's motivating me with this particular uh, this particular project. Uh, the uh, there's a concept in uh, in the Bible that uh, there's nothing in there about retirement, and uh, and quite honestly, my my goal at this particular point in my life is to finish well. It's also maybe some selfishness in there that I think that staying active and keeping your brain active and your body active and using the gifts that God's given you is uh, is probably therapeutic in some sense. <laughs>